You're listening to the Eat Scripture Podcast with Eric and Gina Robinson, and we are going through a series on the Psalms. Mm-hmm. And today we're going to do Psalm 34. Yes. And um, it's just kind of a Thanksgiving slash wisdom psalm. Yeah, they kind of mashed them up together a little and bit. And it's one of the interesting things is it's another acrostic mm-hmm. like right. we talked about before. So we'll we'll talk about all of that. Um, real quick, I just want to thank you for listening. Mm-hmm. Thank you for sharing our podcast. Yes. Um, go to eatscripture.com. You can find out a little bit more about our ministry. We really need to update some of those things. But if there's something that you're interested in that mm-hmm. we're doing, uh, just contact us through the website or shoot mm-hmm. us an email. And we'd be happy to um, send you information. Yes. And there's a donate button there if you would like to partner with us. In this ministry, we're really excited and things are really um, going well. And we mm-hmm. would love to have you be a part of it. Yes. So let's get on to Psalm 34. Awesome. Love that idea because this is, like you were already saying, it's got features to it that we've already kind of touched on in a couple mm-hmm. of other Psalms. And we're going to see some new stuff. And we also have, you know, a really strong Jesus connection coming up toward the end of the Psalm. So Beautiful stuff to look at in here. I think we're going to have a great time. I think we should probably start by reading it all the way through again. Um, and, and then we'll t- touch on it's different. Like why you said there at the beginning, kind of a Thanksgiving plus wisdom. psalm. we'll talk about how that's working as we go through. But let's read the whole thing so that we can get an idea of these 22 verses, uh, how they sound as a whole. And then we'll jump back in from the beginning. Okay. I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise shall continually be in my mouth. My soul makes its boast in the Lord. Let the humble hear and be glad. Oh, magnify the Lord with me and let us exalt his name together. I sought the Lord and he answered me and delivered me from all my fears. Those who look to him are radiant and their faces shall never be ashamed. This poor man cried and the Lord heard him and saved him out of all his troubles. The angel of the Lord encamps around those who fear him and delivers them. Oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. Blessed is the man who takes refuge in him. Oh, fear the Lord, you his saints, for those who fear him have no lack. The young lions suffer want and hunger, but those who seek the Lord lack no good thing. Come, O oh children, listen to me. I will teach you the fear of the Lord. What man is there who desires life and loves many days that he may see good? Keep your tongue from evil and your lips from speaking deceit. Turn away from evil and do good. Seek peace and pursue it. The eyes of the Lord are toward the righteous and his eyes toward their cry. No, his ears toward their cry. Sorry. Mm -hmm. The face of the Lord is against those who do evil to cut off the memory of them from the earth. When the righteous cry for help, the Lord hears and delivers them out of all their troubles. The Lord is near to the brokenhearted and saves the crushed in spirit. Many are the afflictions of the righteous, but the Lord delivers him out of them all. He keeps all his bones, not one of them is broken. Affliction will slay the wicked, and those who hate the righteous will be condemned. The Lord redeems the life of his servants. None of the those who take refuge in him will be condemned. Excellent. I'm sure everybody heard me turning my page when we got to verse 21, but because <laughs> um, right up by the 
microphone. But uh, what we got to hear was how this psalm, you might have heard it even as we were going through, because in those first several verses there, it's got this real thankfulness idea where he's been mm-hmm. crying out to the Lord and the Lord's been responding to him. He's praising the Lord because of all the Lord has done for him. And then we slowly make this transition. He's kind of calling now. him together for corporate worship. Yeah, almost. Yeah, that's right. He really is. And, and um, asking everyone, calling everyone um, to be in fear of the Lord. And then in really when we hit verse 11 for sure, but even a little bit before that, like you've already mentioned, like verse nine, we've got this fear of the Lord idea already coming out. Mm-hmm. We really start transitioning into this almost wisdom type setting where the wise man is imparting mm-hmm. his really good wisdom to right. his pupils slash right. sons. Right. Um, so says, come, oh, children, listen to me. Mm-hmm. Now we'll teach you the fear of the Lord. That's yes. right. Exactly. So we'll talk about that some as we go. Um, Let's talk about that, what we call a superscription first. Right. Um, that I almost read that. 34, I didn't know if we were going to read it or, or chapter not. 34, right at the top, right before your verse 1 in most of your Bibles, although it mm-hmm. is incorporated into verse 1 in the Septuagint, which, right. is the, um, which is the Jewish scriptures of Jesus' day that would have been most prominently understood and used because they were in Greek and mm-hmm. not every Jew spoke Hebrew spoke ancient Hebrew, especially as you got out, of course, into the wider, into the wider empire and where the Jews were. Mm -hmm. And so Septuagint's widely used. It's the most widely quoted actually of the, of the Old Testament quotes that we have in the New Testament. Most of those come from the Septuagint. So it included this as part of the Psalm. We just don't have If you look in a lot of commentaries, the verses seem to be off and that's mm-hmm. because they count that as verse one mm-hmm. that's super i'm i'm just figuring that out because i never yeah really noticed that before but i've been confused a couple of times when yep. i've been looking at things so i get that okay so then in that case verse 30 uh, chapter 34 right there at the top psalm 34 of david our says mm-hmm. esv when he changed his behavior before abimelech so that he drove him out and he went away. Yeah. So this is a reference to where exactly did you uh, tell me? First Samuel 21. Mm-hmm. Okay, uh, that's right. First Samuel 21, because what was happening there? Well, David had gone back to... Um, he was in hiding from Saul, right? Yes. He was trying to get away. Yes. And he had gone back to the... I'm trying to remember who it was. Uh, uh, to... My mind's just blank. Achish. Yes, to Achish. Um, and, you know, that's where his men were like, hey, David has uh, slain his thousands, thousands or ten thousands. Yeah. Saul has slain his thousands, David is ten thousands. Right. Kind of boasting about, mm-hmm. about their defeat of them. Mm-hmm. And I don't know why they thought that would go well, but <laughs> uh, it wasn't a good idea. And so they kind of got in trouble and David acted like he was crazy. Yeah, David started acting In order to nuts. get out of it. Yeah. Exactly. Which did work. Yeah. Because Akish is like, oh my gosh, like I need more crazy people nearby. Yeah. Please get rid of this guy. Um, and so he doesn't he doesn't actually do anything to it, doesn't kill him, which right. you would think maybe you would, but obviously God's hand of protection was on him mm-hmm. even then. And so certainly that's, that's what the song is about. Changed his behavior yes. Before right. Abimelech. And Abimelech, you had said, and I Yep. Yeah, that's a title. 
Yeah. We don't hear him called Abimelech in 1 Samuel. Achish is not called Abimelech in 1 Samuel. But we hear of Abimelechs, a couple of different Abimelechs, when we go back to Genesis. And we're talking about Abraham Abraham and Isaac run into these Abimelechs. Well, that would have been probably a very likely, and many people have acknowledged this, some type of Philistine Canaanite royal title. Right. Like Pharaoh um, or yes, Caesar. Yes, because it or, literally yeah. means my father is king. So it would be the, the next person who took the title, the next prince mm-hmm. who took the title would be on oh. passed on down the line, a different Abimelech, different Abimelech. Right. And so no surprise that Achish would have fallen in that line. So yeah, very, very apropos, nothing wrong there, nothing out of place. But he's saying he's writing this song very likely in response mm-hmm. to now that he's been Safe. rescued out of that horrible <laughs> right. situation that he's in. Saul on the one side pressing on him and then being in now all of a sudden he's got, oh, no, I shouldn't have come here. I shouldn't be yeah. this shouldn't close be to Philistine kings. Yeah. yeah, exactly. And uh, but God rescues him. him. Right. Yep. And so comes to his aid. So he he may be writing this song after that uh, or in light of that event so now we go to verse one and we're going to start this as we've already said this acrostic psalm now we'll see that it has 22 verses we'll talk about this in a minute because yes hebrew has exactly 22 letters Mm -hmm. um we'll see this exact same thing if we go back to 25 which we talked about already there was an acrostic psalm and we saw exactly 22 verses of course we can't see this in our english that's right versions so you just have to so each verse begins with the next letter of the hebrew alphabet there are a couple of exceptions which is interesting because all they've done in both of these songs, which I find just as intriguing as can be, they're both the same way. Both 25 and 34 are the same in that they're going to skip, both of them, the sixth letter in the Hebrew alphabet, which is the Vav. And then we're going to get to the very end, and they're both going to add a second pay on the end, which is what we would call like a P. Makes mm-hmm. the hard P sound. Uh, and so now we're like, what we don't have is anybody giving us a clear explanation of why they're right. doing this. But it is the 17th letter. That's the really and interesting the part to me. I find it interesting that they chose to to uh, add a double 17th letter. So they the skipped the 6th Skip and the added sixth. the 17th to mm-hmm. the end. Yeah. Which is weird. If you're doing an acrostic, that seems like the weirdest thing to do. But yeah. And yet, obviously, there was some reason for it because it happens in both of those songs. Yes. So there yes. was some something we don't understand yeah. going on. Yeah. Yeah. It was consistent. At least they're being consistent. So there's something, yeah, we're not mm-hmm. completely understanding, but they are not going to let it go that there's 22 letters in the Hebrew alphabet. They're very clear on that. They're going to use 22 verses when they're doing their acrostic song, but they want to make a little want to make a little divergence when they get to that sixth one and make up for it with 17th letter. So kind of cool. You can read all sorts of spiritual things into that. I don't know exactly, (laughs) but we'll just leave it at that for now. Um, So whenever we start the psalm, though, I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise shall continually be in my mouth, and my soul makes its boast in the Lord. Let the humble hear and be glad. 
oh, magnify the Lord with me and let us exalt his name together. There's this mm-hmm. uh, tremendous call to all those who are hearing, who are within hearing range of David's great Maybe celebration. Maybe all the men that were with him. And, yep. But he's so thankful to be out of that situation. Yes. And that God, he sees that God is the one that delivered him. And, yes. Um and he knows not to boast in himself about right. it. That's the cool part, maybe, mm-hmm. in verse 2, is that it's not because of his own in, ingenuity that he was able to get out of it, and he knows that. He, he is going to boast in the Lord um, because the Lord heard him and saved a, him. You hear Paul using mm-hmm. the same language in Galatians 6.14. Yep. Um, you can only boast in The Christ only real boasting can be done in the Lord. Um, yep, it's that's not right. anything that we did. So... And then he, he calls to magnify the Lord, make him bigger, mm-hmm. and uh, let us exalt his name together. Make him yeah, higher. Yeah, make him higher, make him bigger, so, make him greater. Yes, yes exactly. Um, let, and, and so that, and that's ultimately what all of us want or mm-hmm. should want. I mean, is for the Lord's name to be, to be given more and more attention for people to see it more and more yes. and to see him as greater and greater. And I mean, ultimately, that's the goal of all we of really can't we magnify together. him too much. No. If no. somebody tells you you're just talking about Jesus too much. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Okay, why all the talk about Jesus? Can't we hear about something else sometimes? Mm-hmm. Okay, I appreciate Jesus and all he did, but can't we hear about something? No, I mean these we're magnifying this is what him. we do. I mean, we talk about Jesus. And if it and if it does seem boring to you, either maybe there's something in your heart or maybe there's something weird about what's being said about him, but it's not because we're talking about him. He needs to be talked about. He needs to be glorified. Yes, absolutely. I sought the Lord in verse four, and he answered me and delivered me from all my fears. So he Mm -hmm. does deliver. And that's what he wants. The psalmist wants us to know. I sought him and he answered me. Right. That's how this works. Yep. When you Mm -hmm. seek the Lord, God comes to your aid. And that's what the people need to hear. You seek him. He's there. And then he delivers from all fear. So wonderful little beginning there. David's been completely taken out of his bad situation. Mm-hmm. Um, those who look to him are radiant and their faces shall never be ashamed. Wow. I really love that. I Me just too. think anyway, I mean, if you know somebody who spends a lot of time in the word and mm-hmm. seeking Jesus, you know, they're different. Yeah. And it shows. Yeah. Um, and it takes me back to Psalm 27 where he's saying this one thing that he wants is to gaze at, um, to be where Jesus is, where God is. Yep. And um, gaze at his face. Gaze at his face, right. And, um, of course, that takes us all the way back to Exodus 34 where Moses yes. is in the presence of God and he comes down off the mountain and his face is shining shining exactly and uh, even when jesus is up on the mount of transfiguration Mm -hmm. and he has spoken with the lord Mm -hmm. he comes down and has uh, which is very much a connection to moses right yeah yeah Yeah. oh for sure um that's i think that does this for me too this takes us to those moments when we truth truly see that radiance of those who are in heavenly state because of in jesus case of course he is god but even in moses case because Mm -hmm. he's been with god Mm -hmm. and um and that's what of course david's making that connection there's this radiance about the faces of those who look on 
the Lord. Mm-hmm. And and I don't think David could write this without thinking of Exodus 34, no, 29. I think absolutely that's what he's thinking of. Yeah. So, um, and then when he talks about this poor man cried mm-hmm. and the Lord heard him, that's David talking. Probably think, the third, his his third person way of yeah. referencing himself. Yeah. This, this poor, poor man, man. This poor man right here. Yeah, me. Yeah. yeah. He cried and the Lord heard him mm-hmm. and saved him out of all of his troubles. So again, it's the same. It's yeah. just talking about the same thing over and over. This is what God heard me mm-hmm. and he saved me. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, the angel of the Lord is the next um, words in here. The angel of the Lord encamps around those who fear him. And delivers them. Now that's got a lot of that. <laughs> a lot of kind of military idea wrapped up in that. And and that's going to carry on into verse eight with that whole taking refuge idea, probably for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, but but still, the angel of the Lord encamping around you, that's a very militaristic the way God protected his people as right. they were going through the midst of foreigners um, as they were moving toward the promised land and the angel of the Lord went with them. And, you know, there's a lot mm-hmm. of that kind of talk and the angel of the Lord is there with Joshua whenever he's talking to him before they're going into battle. Okay. Um, so a lot of questions about who that is, but mm-hmm. it doesn't matter. It's his presence. Yes. His strong presence um, is absolutely with them. And I think it's generally right to see that angel of the Lord, maybe even more than generally, but Let's just, I, I'm just hedging my bets a little bit, being careful, but generally right to see that angel of the Lord figure as some form of epiphany of Yahweh himself. Right. In my opinion, probably a Christophany. Right. It's what we're, we're supposed to see, a Christ exactly. type uh, in the angel of the Lord. Part of the Trinity. Yes. 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 Not just like any angel. This angel of the Lord figure is different, and we see that throughout the Old Testament. And so I think by David's referencing that, we get that connection that he didn't fully understand, but we get a connection probably to the Christ type. So, but he's with us all the time and he, he protects us like the greatest contingent of soldiers ever could. You know, he is, he is our great protector and the one who always surrounds and encamps around us. Imagine if you're at the center of the camp of the great warrior camp, what do, what are the chances that your enemies are going to be able to break through? all of the soldiers camped around you until they finally get to you. It was right. very little chance of that. I and mean, you're very protected. Mm-hmm. And so angel Lord encamps around uh, all of those who fear him. Great Love picture. that. Then we go into verse eight and probably something that a lot of people have heard quoted before. Right. Taste and see the Lord is good. Well-known quote. Yes. Yeah, it is. You have it on your coffee cup. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I right. mean, you know, because we've all seen it. Because hey, uh, but really, it's pretty. It's an awesome um, picture. It's a, a experience him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, come experience him, and you will see that he's good. Yeah. And um, I think you said something about that. Somebody referring to the Eucharist. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it becomes you know, very attached Supper. to the Eucharist later on. This mm-hmm. idea does. Yeah. So it's really good for that too. Yes. Um, and, and tasting this whole idea of tasting and seeing the Lord is good. Yes. Well, that is the Lord in our Eucharist, our Lord's supper. That's a, that's the body of the mm-hmm. Lord. We're about to eat it. Taste right. it. Taste the Lord, um, is the idea. And boy, sure enough, no wonder this verse would get applied to that later on. And blessed is the man who takes refuge in him. That's what you're doing when you're tasting him. You're taking, mm-hmm. you're getting your refuge uh, by being close to him. Mm-hmm. So then we go with this fear of the Lord idea. Oh, fear the Lord, you his saints, 
for those who fear him have no lack. The young lions suffer want and hunger, but those who seek the Lord lack no good thing. So, wow, if you seek God, you really have no lack. Right, which Um, takes us right back to Psalm 23. mm -hmm. We talked about that. We're not Mm -hmm. lacking anything. Mm Mm-hmm. When he is our shepherd. So. Yeah. And the contrast here would be between even, you know, a young lion. How are you going to fend him off? I mean, they're young and they're vigorous and they have all their physical Strong strength. And, and they yeah. are just, you know, they go out and get whatever they want. Even an older lion might have some trouble sometimes. But right. those young lions, they get whatever they want, whenever they want. Right. And um, But even they will have lack before those who trust in the Lord. Mm-hmm. And so it's the contrast should be pretty obvious. Mm-hmm. And and especially those who, as it says, fear the Lord. Right. So we're getting in right there. We're bordering fear on this Fear the Lord idea. and seek the Lord are mm-hmm. kind of um, tied together. Right. Same thing yeah. here. So we're getting, we're bordering on that idea that we're about to jump full on into when we get to verse 11, where we start sounding like our strong wisdom song. Yes. So let's take a look a little closer at verse 11 and following. Okay, so now that we're in verse 11, we've got this idea coming forth of the teacher actually sitting with his students or pupils, however you want to call them, around him. That's where we get this old children idea, sons. uh, And we hear that a lot in Proverbs, too, the way the wisdom teacher is teaching his Mm -hmm. pupils and children slash sons. Listen to me. I will teach you the fear of the Lord. Again, a Proverbs reference, you know, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. Oh, that's where that's so I'm going to teach you what it means to be a wise person. What man is there who desires life and loves many days that he may see good? Okay. Desiring life, loving many days, seeing good. This is the description of the life that we'd all kind of like to live. What is the meaning of life? Yes. Yes. You want to know what's Life is really about how to get to the essence of it and enjoy it. Mm -hmm. Well, then here it is. Keep your tongue from evil, your lips from speaking deceit. Turn away from evil and do good. Seek peace and pursue it. Mm -hmm. So these are the things to do. Um, And and it involves both your mouth and your actions. Your speech and your actions are both caught up in this. Mm -hmm. There's so much to be said about that. And you hardly say enough about that. Oh, my goodness. Our tongue gets us in trouble so much. And just, it is a constant, the the word is constantly reminding us that's going to be a problem yes. for y'all. You yes. need to watch out. Your speech will get you in trouble. Your, and, and as right along with your actions, yeah. your actions are going to be problematic. Yeah. And what comes first, the chicken or the egg. Usually, yeah, exactly. Yeah. There's this, usually There's this interplay between tongue, them that you get hard to. Your actions yeah. follow. Mm-hmm. And, or then you'll your begin actions, your actions and then, and then you'll build follows, on it so. with what you say. Yes. Yep. Oh, man. Um, and, and I've said this before, too, and I just want to reiterate it here. I don't know if I've said it on our podcast before. And that is that just like in, in Genesis 1, where we are made in God's image, and then we see in Genesis 1 that he is creating environments with his words. He made us so that we too create environments with our words. Mm-hmm. That's what we do. Our words are powerful. This, oh, they are. I mean, we do. We absolutely create good or bad environments with our words. And God creates, of course, only good ones because all his words are good. Um, but we, unfortunately, have a, we have to make a choice all the time. Mm-hmm. We know good and well what we're prone to do. Yes. And so we can create bad environments with our words. We speak we bad things actually... that you can't take back. 
Yeah. You can actually build people up or destroy or them destroy them with your words. Yeah. Yeah. And we don't always realize it's that powerful, but mm -hmm. it really is. So, yeah. yeah, we are made in his image. And yes. so we are, we're called on to, to bring good things into existence with our words. That's what we should be doing. And our words should be seeking peace and pursuing mm -hmm. it. I, I liked what you said about that yep. to me earlier about that. We're supposed to, it's not just a peace is just going to come to us. Right. Peace doesn't just there. happen. But that we have to seek it and pursue it. Mm -hmm. This is part of what it means to be a good person. Yes. To be God's person. Yes. To, to seek after shalom, mm -hmm. to actually run after it, try and grab yes. it. I mean, that's what we're all about. We are so about grabbing So in every situation, when you're about to say something or do something, we should be thinking about, is this seeking peace mm -hmm. or is this not? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Letting peace get by us. Yes. Yeah. So. Um. So then the eyes of the Lord, verse 15, are toward the righteous and his ears toward their, their cry. Um, the Lord yes. is listening. His eyes, his ears, they're on us. He's they're facing you. He's bending down to hear you. Mm -hmm. Yeah, he's all about you. On the other hand, though, his face, the face of the Lord is against those who do evil mm -hmm. to cut off the memory of them from right. the earth. Like he's turned his head away. Mm -hmm. And you won't be remembered. He, not only will you be cut off, you want any legacy that you hope to have will be gone. If his and face isn't on you, completely. you won't be remembered. That's right. Exactly. Uh, verse 17, when the righteous cry for help, our says in ESV, the Lord hears and delivers them out of all their trouble. The Lord is near to the brokenhearted and saves the crushed in spirit. Now, an interesting note about this when I was doing my study is that the righteous in the ESV and in the NASB, those words really aren't there. It's right. just they. And so it could be. Is that just in verse 17? Just or? in verse 17. Okay. So it could be that in verse 17, the they is referencing the evildoers of verse 16 and saying that when they cry for help, though, the Lord will hear them and answer them, deliver them out of their troubles. Mm -hmm. So he's just talked about how the evildoers in verse 16 are doing wrong and their memory will be cut off. But when they cry for help, so the Lord does want to be there right. for them, they, giving, but they do need giving to, an opportunity for repentance, for, repentance. for coming to him. And so maybe that's why it says mm -hmm. the Lord is near to the brokenhearted and saves the Christian spirit. Yes, that, exactly. And so whenever he does that, then that it could be that 18 though is a reference to the other side of the coin. And that's why NASB and ESV put the righteous in there because they're going with those broken, mm -hmm. broken hearted people in mm -hmm. verse 18. That must be what we're talking right. about. Right. And it's perfectly legitimate either way. But right. I do find it interesting that it could go either way. Maybe we're supposed to hear it as a both and situation. Mm -hmm. Who knows? Well, um, I think if, I mean, as you and I believe that people can change and mm -hmm. be redeemed and come back to him, turn their face to toward him. Mm -hmm. um, right. And he will hear that. He doesn't keep his head turned away from people forever. If right. they're crying out to him. Yeah. So, yeah. Well, then it goes on to verse 19. Many are the afflictions of the righteous, but the Lord delivers him out of them all. Mm -hmm. Could should we take this and that? You know, some people read the Psalms and they're like, "Wow, so flowery!" Like only good happens to those who mm -hmm. are good. 
and all that. And that's really probably not how it's meant to be taken at all. all. Um, well, I don't. Think obviously, it's not. I mean, I mean that's I think what it we says. Present Christianity you, sometimes that way, like, well, if you come to Jesus, your, your life is going to be all over. good, right? And that's just not. You know, we still are going to have hard times. Which is what this verse says. The afflictions of the righteous are many. Look, there are going to be afflictions. Righteous people will endure suffering Mm -hmm. and hardship. However or but, the Lord will deliver them. There's there's the joy of being I mean, it sounds just like John 16, 33 to me, where Jesus says, in this world, you're going to have trouble. Yes, yes. But be of good cheer. I have overcome. Mm-hmm. And so it's yeah. the same. We should be thinking thoughts. those words. Yes, it's okay. The being in the world and, and enduring affliction, that's part of what comes with the life mm-hmm. in Jesus. But knowing always that ultimately there's deliverance from the Lord. And not even just, I'm not even just talking about pie in the sky. Or pie in the sky. I'm not <laughs> even just talking about after this life. Right. And and I think that's what he wants us to see as Even we're reading here, here toward the end of this psalm. Yes, that there's a deliverance that takes place Even here. That we, we live above the afflictions of the world because of him and what he's done to bring us out of them already. So verse 20 is that reference which John 1936 seems to be quoting from here and or Exodus 12, 46. But I think they both. Mm-hmm. If any, that John knows that right. he's catching both of these things mm-hmm. when he's quoting it in John nineteen thirty six, he keeps all his bones. Of course, the psalmist is talking about righteous people, the right. ones who follow the Lord, that they are kept from broken bones. In other words, from the worst of afflictions. Right. You know that they're kept. Imagine from having those. a broken bone in these days. Oh yeah, during it's very David's different day. than oh, our day. My goodness, yes. I mean, we go take care of it right away. We got ERs everywhere. Yeah, we got ERs everywhere. We're we're at some dock in the box within 30 minutes and we're getting that all set Mm -hmm. and taken care of. It's not fun, but it's still. Yeah. It's more easily fixed. That could lead to death very easily. Yeah. And very likely cripple the rest of your life. Let's say it was a broken bone in your leg. I mean, you're probably walking bad for the rest of your life. You probably never have. So um, he, but here he keeps all his bones in the, New Testament writer John sees this and he's like, nobody exemplifies this better than Jesus himself. Right. I mean, ultimately, this was about no Jesus, and that's right. why he was without. We see this, right. yeah. So then he gets to the end. Affliction will slay the wicked, and those who hate the righteous will be condemned. The Lord redeems the life of His servants. None of those who take refuge in Him will be condemned. So we can hear the parallel mm-hmm. there real quickly. Exactly. Will be condemned and will be condemned. Some will and some won't. And so he ends with this comparison. And I think it's very much actually about this life. Mm-hmm. This is that condemnation isn't, he isn't talking, even though it could lead to that, the ultimate condemnation, it could lead right. to that. But there is a, there is a type of condemnation experienced in this life by those who've chosen to live outside the bounds mm-hmm. of what God where God wants to be and and be with people and bless people. And so, but you get a redemption from that. You get redeemed out of that kind of existence when you stay close to the Lord, when you live a life close to him, he takes you and pulls you up out of that. Yeah. So, so so we're experiencing that redemption right now as those who love the Lord. Wow. Another great song. I can't believe that our time is already up. (laughs) No, Um, we went over a little bit. 
22 verses and uh so beautiful take a look at it just appreciate maybe even appreciate it a little bit more now knowing a little behind the scenes about the way it's made up but uh take a close look it's wonderful we will keep going next time get into more psalms so hope you're enjoying this series send us a note if you can and we will look forward to talking to you in just a few days god bless